Welcome to Mayak Innovatsi, the podcast dedicated to innovation from Ukraine to the world. Hello, hello, and welcome to Mayak Innovatsi, Ukrainian Peach. I am Dominique Piotr, I will be your host. And this, this really is a podcast from Ukraine to the world to give some tech news and, and tell you what, what's going on in the, in the tech ecosystem of Ukraine uh, during this uh, incredibly difficult time. And today we're really happy because we have a, a good friend with us. Uh, it's not his first time on this podcast. It's uh, Alek Borniakov, who is the Deputy Minister of the Ministry of Digital Transformation. Alex, hello and welcome again in the podcast. Yeah, hi. Hi, everybody. Happy to hi. be here again. How are you? Well, uh, relatively, everything is fine. Uh, at this point, I'm in Washington um, attending Select USA Summit and uh, uh, we brought... Uh, Uh, a group of startups here and a group of companies. Uh, so this is what we do for the last several months and uh, making those trade missions. So we want to still, despite of the war, we want to show the world that we have great companies and they still need funding and we help to allocate this funding. In the same time, talking about what's really going on in Ukraine, answering questions and ensuring people that uh, we we're resilient, we... We're fighting and uh, uh, we need strong economic Ukraine. So promoting promoting Ukraine economics and uh, IT industry. And, and, and the tech sector of Ukraine is... Uh... If, if I'm correct, is one of the sectors that, uh, that is still growing. Uh, I heard a, a growth of 6% uh, over the past year. Um, is, it, is it what you see? Yeah, we also saw that in, in general, uh, there's almost even, even more, it's like 7.5% growth year over year. Of course, before the war, we had double figures. So it was like 25, 40% year right. over year, which was quite amazing. Uh, but still, uh, I, I find it quite like a miracle that uh, in, in a times of war, uh, some of the industries, well, it just won, but it, it, it's still growing uh, despite of the war. And um, mm-hmm. I saw actually yesterday, I think there was, a, uh, there was a report that for the last couple of months, we see that we are even growing faster comparing with the previous year. I believe this year... Uh, would be even better than last one. So what really is fascinating to me is the role that digital and and the minister of digital transformation, but moreover, digital in general, is taking in this full-scale invasion. It's huge. And you guys are very, very involved, which which was kind of unexpected. How do you explain that? Is it because the world has changed and, and now technology is everywhere? Or is it also because you were already a big part of uh, uh, building the next Ukraine? Well, first of all, I think the, the digital transformation started even before we were created, which was 2019. And right. I, I think personally, and as a citizen of Ukraine, I, I was born here, I, I was raised here in Ukraine, and uh, I started doing my business in Ukraine. And uh, I think that we should have placed the bet on technology a long time before uh, as, as a government. But uh, it happened naturally. So businesses and uh, uh, companies and people were doing this uh, uh, since 90s, uh, I mean, since the beginning of nature of, of the century, and and they did quite well. So they figured out how to do that w- without government support, 
and uh, <laughs> yes, and this was actually for decades. And when mm -hmm. we when when we stepped in, um, our initial bet was on complete transformation on uh, government services. And, and in a parallel, we, I, what we did was just tweaked a little bit uh, um, government regulation uh, uh, related to IT industry, but we didn't change much. We just gave him, I think we just gave him more freedom, more mm -hmm. uh, legal tools to attract investments, to do legal business and uh, keeping low taxes. So I think that was a recipe for continued growth. And uh, uh, let, you know, <laughs> Uh, I wish we want to say like everything dramatically changed after we came, but in fact they were doing uh, they, they they were doing great um, all, all the way. Uh, there is no secret that Ukrainian companies provide solutions for the most of uh, Fortune 500 companies, and they're doing yes. this for years. Yeah, so yes, mm -hmm. so that's quite amazing too. Uh, let's talk about DSCT because uh, I I was kind of amazed to see the growth of DSCT over last year. I mean, I think now you have 500 companies in DSCT, maybe even more. Update us on, on, on DSCT and it's an amazing success, I think. Yeah, so DCT was actually one of the big steps that we have taken as a, as a ministry. Uh, we started this project uh, in 2020 and uh, we actually released it two weeks before the war. So this is a mm -hmm. regulatory environment where companies can incorporate and get I think lowest taxes in the region, like 9% corporate tax and 8% um, labor taxes um, with their fully transparent and legal uh, uh, structure where they can build uh, whatever they want. Uh, and this is all online and without any bureaucracy, very fast. Um, and we actually have gotten hundreds of companies in first in first couple of weeks but then the war started mm -hmm. and uh, obviously the process slowed down but then uh, but then it resumed now we have we're getting to 550 companies at this point wow. majority of top, top 50 companies are already in DACD. there are around six sixty thousand people working for these companies so I think we'll, we're going to cover half of the industry. Like they, they'll be part of the city in, in the end of this year. Uh, but of course, we expect, expect it more. And I believe, totally believe that once the war is over, the majority of companies and startups will be in DACD because it's, it's, it, it really gives your unique benefits and not just tax benefits, but also you can attract investments very easy using convertible notes and other uh, tools to get funding. How do you explain the, the resilience of the tech sector during this uh, really bad period? Because, because it's, it's mind-blowing for everybody. I mean, everybody in the world is looking at the tech sector in Ukraine and, and is like, wow, this is, this is amazing. We knew they were extremely good and talented, but we are surprised that this sector is still growing and, and, and well, why? Is it the, the mindset of the people? Is it the fact that since COVID, we know we can work from anywhere and everywhere? Or how do you explain this? Uh, well, I think there are two factors. Well, first, I, I will name three. So the first, that uh, majority of the service industry, software outsourcing industry, was working for international companies. And for example, 40% of all their uh, customers are from the United States. And uh, mm -hmm. When the war raged, this full-scale invasion, they were not so affected by Ukrainian customers because they were outside of the country. That's mm -hmm. the one thing. Um, other thing is this, is about startups. 
again, Ukrainian market is relatively small. So much, most of the Ukrainian startups were targeting international markets from inception. From very beginning, they were uh, building business model, how to promote their product outside of Ukraine. And that's also a part of the reason why startup ecosystem is so resilient. They're still active. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, some companies for, was forced to change the business model or shut down, but uh, mm-hmm. startups generally like was working on international markets. So that's the reason number two. And um, reason number three, I think, is also related to COVID times when they figure out how to work remotely, how to manage processes so they could maintain efficiency and at the same time not gather in one space. So when the, again, the war raged uh, after 20, uh, February 24th, they were able to quickly kind of restore operations because they have all these procedures in place, how to work with the people, with the teams, but not uh, under one roof, which was essential yeah. because, yeah, you don't want to get uh, everyone in one room if there's airstrike and something and you can lose and you can risk people's lives. Um, so I think that's... That's that would be my three main reasons. But and of course, well, there, there, I, I believe there are much more. But mm-hmm. uh, I think those are. Yeah, I think that that that, that, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Um, so since the beginning of the war, um, you, you've been doing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things. But one of the things you've been doing is what you're doing right now uh, in Washington D.C. is. Uh, bringing uh, startup and the tech ecosystem uh, of Ukraine together and pitching uh, and helping those companies finding new clients, investment, continue their business. But how do you how do you pitch it? How do you what what, what do you tell those investors to convince them that uh, we still need to invest in Ukraine and do business with uh, with Ukrainian companies? Well, <laughs> that's a great question and. Um... Since the beginning of full-scale invasion, we saw a lot of sympathy to Ukraine, uh, from def- like starting from regular people in uh, in in any country uh, up to presidents and and big politicians of those countries. Yeah, so and co- even corporations, and they always asked like how we can help. And in the beginning, there was a lot of donations. They were giving the nations, but at some point, we started to say, listen, and of course, the nations can't go forever. But they still were willing to help and they wanted to help and they still want to help. So we're saying them that this could be not just donations, but you can also invest in this in, in this way. You're not you helping Ukraine in the same time could be beneficial for you. So mm-hmm. I always say the best way to help Ukraine right now is to invest in Ukraine. Instead of donation, you can also choose a company. If, if you like their business model or you believe in them, you can invest in them. Or um, you can hire a team of uh, Ukrainians uh, that could help you do some some stuff that you need anyway. And mm-hmm. just yeah. don't stop doing this. Yeah, there's a risk right. of war, but we're showing everyone that even under attack, they're able to provide. So don't yeah. worry about it. Continue to support us. Uh, and you don't have to just give us money. It could be both ways road right give us your business and invest in us because uh because that's what feed our families and uh and and our people right yeah absolutely makes sense 
You just launched with uh, other ministries, the Ministry of uh, Defense, uh, the General Staff of the Armed Force of Ukraine, the National Security and Defense Council of Ukraine, the Ministry of Economy, the Ministry of Strategic Industry of Ukraine, a new platform uh, called Brave One. It's kind of uh, almost a, a DF for Ukraine defense tech. I found this super interesting, a super new approach. I've never seen this done anywhere anytime before. Can you explain to us what it is and why did you guys launch this? Yeah, sure. Uh, we actually had this idea even before the war to create sort of our uh, defense tech accelerator slash incubator uh, because we we actually in the state of war since 2014, but it was just right. uh, uh, on uh, on some part of Ukraine. Even before full-scale invasion, we, we have this understanding that we need to provide more technologies and and, and, and get ready. After uh, February 24th, this became even more important. So this idea of creating some sort of accelerator incubator, it emerged in something bigger, which not just incubator accelerator, but a sort of a cluster to facilitate efficient communication between all the stakeholders, which you name, like Minister of Defense, Ministers, Strategic Industries, developers, militaries, and it's a double use uh, product, it's defense tech. This cluster should provide organizational and financial support for developers. So think about Brave One as unique entry point for cooperation among companies, government, and investors. And mm -hmm. of course, all those who want to join us for, uh, uh, to bring us closer to victory with the help okay. of technology, of course. So uh, concretely, how does it work? So let's say I'm a, I'm a U.S. company. I do, I have sensor for drones. How can I work with you guys? I'm going to explain it. First of all, at this point, registration is available only for Ukrainian companies. And it's actually okay. a focus of Brave One to help, first of all, Ukrainian companies, because we want to okay. have okay. strong uh, internal production of defense tech goods. But uh, we plan to open registration for international companies too in close future. Basically, it works very easy for companies and uh, entrepreneurs. You go to a website, braveone.gov.ua, mm -hmm. you submit your idea, your project. Then there's a form where you can kind of attach your concept, uh, blueprints or uh, white paper mm -hmm. or whatever, explain the project. And then it goes to our team of people who evaluate it from uh, technical expertise uh, to military expertise. And then there are a couple of uh, things that we could provide. Uh, for example, I don't know, uh, networking. Uh, get, hooking them up with the right people in Ukraine. And if they're looking for partners, they're looking for, I don't know, suppliers, par, uh, uh, delivery, part delivery. Um, maybe they're looking for some accelerators, incubators. Maybe they're looking for mentoring. Uh, each company has, I don't know, some sort of unique needs, right? So some of them uh, might need some test field and mm -hmm. they want to do test of their prototype. So we can help to fast track this. Some of them ready to be procured by government, so we can help to, again, to speed up this process. There's a number of things that uh, Brave One could provide, but in general, it's a fast track for all the defense tech solutions, so our military can use it. 
in in your vision, I, I've read and I, and I know uh, uh, this is something that is public. Is is one one of the thing you see is one of the of the category of the future of tech in Ukraine is definitely military tech, and I guess it's because of the unfortunate experience you're getting right now. But why do you think, what, what type of talent and technology do you have in Ukraine that are great for military tech? Is it drone technology? Is it, is it a combination? Is it AI? Why do you think Ukraine could become a, a leader in Europe in uh, military tech? Well, we have a vibrant developers community and inventors mm-hmm. community. Like before the war, they were pretty much famous around the world. I know that there's kind of opinion that if you want to do some complex software work, you should go to Ukraine. Like if you want to do some massive stuff, yeah, you should hire people, uh, developers from India because there are a lot of them. And they could right. do like some big scale projects. But if you need to hire someone who can help you with business model development for complex technology processes and, and, and the right software for that, it's going to be Ukraine, especially in deep tech in things like VR, AR, uh, machine learning, AI, and all of kind of things, so Web3 technologies, blockchain. So sure. that, that, those, those kind of things, they're Ukrainians really, really savvy. And now it serves for another purpose because uh, from majority of Ukrainians, uh, what's going on now really resonates and they want to contribute to the victory because they don't want to lose their homeland. So there's a lot of motivation to work 24-7. It's actually brought the best minds to it. And we see that dozens of companies that emerged just six months ago or eight months ago, they have moved faster than some companies for the last three years. Like they, they came up with a solution with the prototype with the product for six months, which some of their U.S. companies it's considered impossible because it usually takes three, five years. Right, right. The mining is going to be a huge challenge, probably one of the biggest challenge after the war. How does technology can can help with that? And I know it's one of the category of uh, of brave one. How do you see uh, technology helping? Is it robots, drones, imagery, uh, AI? Uh... Obviously, like the hottest topic is uh, drones, and uh, mm-hmm. with the Ministry of Digital Transformation trying to fulfill the demand for that. Uh, and there, there are a number of so drones, it's very broad definition, but there are so so many details in that, like how far they can go, uh, what kind of functions they, are they surveillance, are they UAVs, are they kamikaze, and and, and, uh, uh, and how they operate, and, and, and so, there's so, so many aspects of it. And in many cases, there is uh, it's not just uh, uh, moving parts, but it's also software. And um, uh, we have a huge demand on drones. I think that probably 40% of what, or even more, of what Brave One is going to do will be around drones. And, uh, but I believe that at some point this demand will be fulfilled. And so uh, Brave One is not focused on, on just drones, but many other mm-hmm. things, including demining and robotics. But yeah, drones are the biggest thing right now. There is a lot of going on in, in AI used in a battlefield uh, and we have some um, solutions that we are testing right now so that's two but also like demining is a big topic and there's right. also yeah. people are thinking about how to fi- how to figure this out 
with relatively low cost because most solutions are overexpense and we cannot afford them. Right. My last question is is kind of always the same, except victory that will happen. What is your biggest hope? What what first comes to mind is that majority of the people who left will come back. So mm -hmm. it's like my my big hope uh, after the victory. I agree. I want to come back. So thank you. <laughs> if I want to come back, I think everybody should come back. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for everything you're doing. And uh, it was super interesting. Um, super excited about the uh, CT Brave One and, and, and all the great things you're doing. That was Maya Kinovetsi, uh, Ukrainian Pitch with uh, Alex Bordnyakov with Deputy Minister of Digital Transformation of Ukraine. Thank you, guys. Thank Bye. you.